Welcome to College Prep Confidential, empowering your student with the elite tools they need to get accepted to their dream university. Discover test-taking blueprints from Ivy League professionals, financial aid secrets to get more money for school, and mindset tips for a better college future. Now, please welcome your host, Don Sevcik. We are back for episode 15 of the College Prep Confidential Podcast. Today, we're talking math and how it affects your life. And since people filter the world in their unique ways, today's episode is called The Seven Math Brain Filters. As I've spoken with students and parents over the years and asked them their deepest, darkest fears for math, I hear repeated patterns. Muddled half-comprehension, fear of asking questions, shyness about getting the teacher's help, badgering a friend instead, copying homework, excuses, blaming others, procrastination, anxiety about public failure, terror of the teacher's judgment, feeling incurably stupid, not wanting to admit any of it, and finally, treating math as the acronym Mental Abuse to Humans. Now, I'm a big believer in words and the power they bring. Specifically, how certain words reveal your real problems, as well as the key to the solution. Examples include a student who once told me, all math problems suck. Now the key word here is all. When I ask the student to tell me more, I start with all math problems? And they say, well, not all. Algebra really hurts my brain. And then I say, is it all algebra? To which the student responds, well, I can't factor anything. Nothing makes sense. And then I say, so it's factoring algebraic terms, which causes you trouble. Yes. You see, in this brief conversation, we've reduced and isolated the problem to algebraic factoring. The problem comes from the students cramping up on math, in general, simply by equating algebraic factoring to any math problem. When you isolate the problem, you simplify the struggle. To get more clues into how I can help students, I use something called metaprograms. Metaprograms act like a filter for how you process information or events. Or, it's thinking about thinking. If you treat the life experience as a territory, then your perception is the map. And nobody has the same map. Which is how you get the phrase, the map is not the territory. Using metaprograms, we could see how students construct their map of the world. Let's discuss the seven metaprograms I use to help students and parents with math and college prep. Since math gives people the most trouble, let's use this as our subject for the following metaprograms, aka the seven brain filters. The seven brain filters or metaprograms are toward or away, external or internal frame of reference, sorting by self or sorting by others, matcher or mismatcher, convincer strategy, possibility versus necessity, and finally, independent, cooperative, and proximity working styles. Now, let's get to the details of each of these seven metaprograms. The first one is towards or away. 
This has to do with how you move relative to motivation. Do you move towards something or do you move away? And what this means is, do you move away from pain and discomfort? Or do you move towards pleasure and gain? Now here's a question I ask students and parents to determine what their toward or away metaprogram is. And the question is, why are you studying hard for your test? Students with a moving away mindset or filter say, because I don't want to fail. And students with a moving towards mindset say, I want to get an A plus or I want to get a B or I want to pass this class. Notice the difference between the answers. One student is moving away from failure and the other is moving towards success. Now you could further elaborate with a why question as a follow-up, but you get the idea. One student avoids failure and the other moves towards rewards or recognition. Now imagine you're a student. Simply by changing your language, you could change your mental state on these questions. For instance, what if the student who moves away changed their statement to, I want to get a B? How would this change their preparation and mindset? And how would it change their target for what they really want to do? Now let's move to meta program number two, which is called external or internal frame of reference. This meta program reveals people's motivations for success or failure. People have one of two motivations, sometimes a blend, but they'll lean more towards one or the other. Now, people with an internal frame of reference look within themselves for their own validations of of success or failure. And then people with external frame of references look to others for their validation, praise, and approval. Now, I want to share a story about a guy I used to have math class with in high school. And he had an external frame of reference. And I figured this out because we played baseball together. And during the game, here's what happened. This guy had a full external frame of reference, which was his dad. Now, during the game, after he made a play, he'd always look over in the stands at his dad to gauge his reaction. And there were times this guy got a great hit, but still looked to his dad for validation. And this frame of reference provides insight into what motivates students. For math, I like to ask to identify a student's frame of reference. And I do it with this question. How do you know when you've done well in your math assignment? Or how do you know when you're doing well in math? The answer given reveals the student's frame of reference. Some will say, when my parents are proud of me. What this frame of reference tells us is even the grades aren't the success indicator for the student. Rather, it's the parent's interpretation and reaction to the grades. And other students will say, I'm successful if I beat my previous highest score. These students have a deep internal drive for success and rarely let external factors get in their way. And other students will say, I try to get better grades, but I also look to see how my friends did. Now, this student has an internal and external frame of reference. And a follow-up question to determine which one has higher weight would be, well, which do you look to more? Your better grades or how your friends did? And this line of questioning gives you an idea of the weighting 
that the student gives. Now let's move to metaprogram number three, sorting by self or sorting by others. We also call this sort order. And what this means is, do you start any interaction with what's in it for me or what can I do for myself and others? In other words, how do you invest your attention? Applying this to math, we could see a student who wants to get better grades in math to both excel for personal reward and make his parents happy with consistent progress. We can also see a hyper-competitive student as somebody who's out for good grades just to beat their peers. With college, we could see a student who wants to get into a Division I school for personal validation, but also to make their parents proud. And the key with this meta-program is who does a student want to share the rewards with? Themselves or themselves and others? <clears throat> Let's move on to meta-program number four, and we call this match or mismatch. Now in math, one of the things you see with factoring, as I brought up earlier, is something called grouping-like terms. Well, based on how your mind works, you may struggle with this. And here's how to find out. Draw three shapes on a piece of paper or a whiteboard. The first shape is a large horizontal rectangle. <clears throat> the second shape is a medium vertical rectangle. And the third shape is a small vertical rectangle. Now, once you draw these shapes, ask yourself, what is the relationship between these shapes? Or I'll ask students that exact question after I draw the shapes. Depending on your answer, we'll identify whether you're a match or a mismatch metaprogram. Now, when I ask one of the students that I work with this question, the student said, do you mean the differences? Now this answer tells me that the student has a particular metaprogram, and it's a mismatch. Simplified, this is a way, <clears throat> a way for them to filter data, which enters their brain. And this student defaulted to finding differences between things immediately. Now based on this filter, can you imagine how difficult it must be for this student to factor like terms when they immediately look for differences. Some people sort by sameness and likeness or matching. Others, like this student, default to differences or mismatching. Now here's how I solve this problem. I reframe this problem to the student who looks for differences as, in order to factor, eliminate every term different than x squared. So look for the differences and get rid of them. And what they're left with is the only terms that share common factors. So instead of looking for sameness, they're eliminating mismatches because that's what they default to. And by doing that, they're able to group like terms using their own metaprogram. And it's this type of magic, once you identify metaprograms, that helps you increase intelligence and solve problems. This is where the magic happens. Now let's move on to metaprogram number five, called the convincer strategy. And you'll find this in Tony Robbins' Unlimited Power Book. To identify a student or parent's metaprogram, we ask two questions. First, how do you know something or someone is good? Do you have to hear it, see it, read about it, 
or do it with them. In other words, how do they process information which validates success? And the next question is, how often do they have to demonstrate something to prove they are success? Immediately, a certain number of times, over a period of time, or all of the time? The answers to both of these questions reveal clues behind a student's judgment process. For instance, you'll find students who are never satisfied. If they got an A last week in algebra, this week is new. They don't even think about the last grade they got. And some students use their prior grade as motivation for the next grade. Some students need two passing grades to build initial confidence in their abilities. I've seen this with college prep as well. How do they know a college is good? Example answer one. Because all my friends want to get into the school. And question two. How often do they talk about it? Answer, at least once a week, if not more. So based on the answer from these two questions, you get an idea into how people are convinced about success. (coughs) Let's move on to metaprogram number six. And we call this one possibility versus necessity. I like to call these types seekers versus have-tos. Now, those who lean towards possibility tend to be seekers, meaning they search for opportunity because they want to. They use phrases like, I want to, I can't wait to, I'm interested, I'm looking forward to. The opposite side of this metaprogram is necessity. These are the have-tos, and they use phrases like, I must, I have to, I cannot miss this deadline. And the way to identify the difference is want versus must. Seekers tend to be proactive. They like the search and the variety versus necessity-driven people who react and cover only what they feel is vital or needed. If you ask a student about why they take a test or why they chose math, it reveals insights into their motivations. Are they taking math just to get college credits? Are they taking math because they're chasing after a STEM degree? Or are they taking math because numbers and problem solving fascinate them? The key to this meta program is the answers. Is it a want or a must? Let's move on to the seventh and final meta program for this episode. It's called Independent, Cooperative, and Proximity Working Styles. How do you like to work and who do you like to work with is how we identify this meta program. Do you like to work on math alone? Do you like to work on math as a team? Or do you like somewhere in between with independent time followed by team time? Now I find most introverts like to work alone or work quietly in a team as part of their time. I find most extroverts love to be in the team setting face to face with people and then There's the rest of the people. If you need quiet time and focus to complete mental tasks like math, then try working in silence, away from people. If you need human contact and feedback, then public study groups and forums may be your best bet. I like to ask students and parents, what's your ideal work environment for math? Do you understand better at school with your peers? Or do you do your best work quietly in the kitchen at home with no distractions? 
And so those are the seven meta-programs which reveal clues behind math behaviors, mindsets, and outlooks on life. <coughs> and remember, the map is not the territory. Even better, meta-programs can be changed if needed. It takes time, but they are adjustable. And all it takes is the right help. Now that we've covered the mindset and mental gymnastics behind students and parents and how they approach math, let's talk about help. As you've probably heard in prior episodes, you know we've got two resources to tighten up your college prep game. And the first one is for exam prep. We've got an ACT and SAT mastery toolkit designed by Ivy League experts. It's nicknamed Download an Ivy Leaguer's Brain. And you can take a seven-day trial for just $1. The Mastery Toolkit guarantees you improve your ACT scores by three points and your SAT scores by 150 points. You can do all of this without leaving your house or hiring high-priced tutors. And you could try it out for $1 for seven days. And the second resource we have for you is for parents of students going to college. I've reserved a $250 college prep strategy session for you, absolutely free. I've partnered up with a college prep company, and in this free session, you will get expert advice for how to plan for financial aid, as well as the college prep journey. To reserve your free college prep session, go to cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com. Or you can call 1-800-234-2933. That's 1-800-234-2933. Tell my assistant you're interested in the college prep session. And one thing to consider, I'm only capable of reserving a few free spots per week. So if this resonates with you, be sure to call 800-234-2933 and book your free session. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. That's all for this episode of College Prep Confidential. To discover how to give your student a better future by increasing financial aid, improving test scores, and reducing stress, visit our website at cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com.